Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Is it true what you think about, you bring about? Hello, I'm Yetta Decker. I'm with my sidekick, as always, Ken Decker, and a great friend, Suzanne Hart. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And we're excited to have you here. <laughs> and you're going to hear more about why she's here, why she is our special friend that's in this episode. And yet we're excited to welcome you to another episode where we're going to share techniques, thoughts, tools that we all need, we all deserve to turn our house into a home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. Mm. So is it true that what you think about, you bring about? Absolutely. It's totally true. There's going to be some skeptics that don't buy into this. So what you're going to learn in this episode, why it is true that what you think about, you actually start talking about, and then you actually bring it about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously limits. And yet... Um, you know, there's scripture around focusing on things that are beautiful, admirable, precious, good, honorable, honorable, noble, excellent, praiseworthy, all those things. And why do they say to keep your thoughts on those things? Because I believe it attracts those things into your life. And if you think about negative things, bad things, like the nasty thing that might happen if you, Things don't go as well as I would like when I go on an appointment. Yeah, it's, or, it's, it's like when someone says, you know, you know those people and terrible things always happen to them. Or there's those people that it's like they, they're, they've, they're magnetic. They've got that, you know, they might as touch. Part of it is what they're thinking about is what they're bringing to them. So if we focus on that negative thing, we get more mm-hmm. negative stuff. If we focus on those positive things, we tend to get more positive stuff. What we focus on expands. What we focus on, we become. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't catch on- that, if you don't have a pen in hand, as long as you're not driving, you're going to write that little tidbit down. What you focus on, you become. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Suzanne wow. Hart. I'll take that. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. And even how we ended up finding each other. Absolutely. Like you may be thinking, why do you have a guest on your show? You haven't had a guest on your show in at least 18 months, which is true. COVID didn't really allow for it. And it's actually a lot of work to have a guest on a show. Yeah, but Suzanne's so special. Okay. She's a special case. <laughs> so we really no, notice. That. <laughs> notice how he changed it, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice smile. So there's a beautiful <laughs> smile. So if you're listening and not watching, you wouldn't have seen the smile, but the smile on Suzanne's face doubled in size when Ken said she was a special, and then when he said she was a special case. Well, she is because look, we don't we can't invite everybody on the show. And so it's very, very limited. And we love your, your energy, your expertise, your knowledge, your, your into growth, your into learning, and you're into mindset mastery, really. So, so this is a great example about what you think about, you bring about, and what you 
and what you think about you become because I believe that what I think about I also attract. So like you were saying, you were you were thinking and desiring to have leaders in into your world. Yeah, some new leaders. I and mean as, there were some leaders. Yeah, but yeah. as as was I. Right. So here we are, we're both thinking about it. Yeah. And interestingly, a friend not actually aware of our thoughts. And really an acquaintance. An acquaintance. To me. Well, like, actually an acquaintance, yeah. An acquaintance to me for sure. And I think an acquaintance yeah. to you. Beautiful soul that there was a level of connection with. Mm-hmm. Some might call it a God incident. It was because she really did felt she heard the voice of God, God. say to her, introduce these two people. So this is the interesting thing. So if we're saying what we think about, we bring about. So here are two women not connected in any way, shape, or form. We are both thinking about expanding our circle and attracting powerful people. Someone we both know doesn't know we're thinking about it. Because we hadn't talked to her about it. Absolutely. She calls me and says, there's this woman you need to meet. And I'm like, why? (laughs) And she doesn't actually know why. She just knows that God has put it on her heart that when we connect, we are going to get along. We are going to ignite each other. We are so similar in ways of being that we have to connect. And she's intentional about it. Hmm. And then nothing happens for a little while. No. Until you get a beautiful call (laughs) saying, you have to, Suzanne. Yeah. You have to come to a conference where this woman that I've been talking about, and I think she was using my name by then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yetta is running a mastermind and it's for War Canada and it's... You have to show up. You have to show up. At eight o'clock in the a.m. <laughs> <laughs> On a Saturday. Yeah. Right. And, and, then, and you're an hour and some a bit away. Yeah. yeah. An hour and 20 minutes from there. So that took, that took some initiative. Well, to, it, to follow that that leading. Well, it somehow. took initiative, but this was the interesting thing because when someone has a thought and they have certainty in their thought, they have a faith and a belief in their thought. Mm-hmm. They will, they will, they will move you. So her emotions and her certainty moved me. So I, there, no, was not really an option. Truly. Mm. Okay. Isn't that incredible? That just her. It wasn't even your intention anymore. Her intention yeah. took over yeah. and put in motion an introduction, which was only nine, two months, uh, 24 months ago, I was going to say, 19 mm. months ago. It wasn't even 24 months ago. Yeah. And, it was and, September 2019. And she was, and this is the thing, she was focused and intentional about bringing this about. Yeah. Right? Mm. What do you bring it, what do you think about, you bring about. She and what you're fo- not saying is this blossomed to this beautiful relationship of. Uh, Intimate conversations and helping each other's businesses, absolutely, and, and just growth on both your parts and my part. I get, I got, I got caught in the middle, which was great. <laughs> <laughs> and so, really, what ended up happening there? Because you'd be thinking, why are you sharing this intimate story with us? Well, because the same thing will happen in your life. And mm-hmm. as Agnes brought Suzanne into the room, I didn't know why she was there. I just knew she felt an experience, it was a different experience to me than pretty much everyone else in the room. And I thought, that's a woman I want to get to know. She feels like the leader I've been thinking about. There you go. And what happened for you? The minute you started talking, the minute you both took the stage, 
I said, I like these people. I have to connect. And so I reached out. (laughs) (laughs) This is a funny part. (laughs) Suzanne reached out through Messenger, I believe. Yeah. And um, Yetta didn't see it. Yetta does not check her notifications on Messenger. And it was months went by. And then something showed up on Facebook that it was your birthday. December the 11th. Imagine. Imagine. So almost, what's that, two, three months later? Yeah, Mm -hmm. just shy of three months. Um, Yetta goes on Messenger to private message you happy birthday. And she sees the message from you (laughs) from September. Yeah. So this is is all about like what you think about, you bring about. So then Yetta decides, well, let's... Let's get together and mm-hmm. have a, a dinner or whatever and go down to Brockville. And Yetta doesn't want to drive to Brockville. It's winter. She doesn't like driving. And she says, Ken, what do you think about this? You know, should I drive? Can you drive me? And I go, well, I'm already in Brockville for a meeting. At the same evening. time. <laughs> yeah. Then you're already scheduled it. Yeah. So that's so how you bring things about. It. It's true. It is in our life. And harmony makes small things grow. And lack of harmony makes great things decay. Solace. Happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do are in harmony. Gandhi. What is peace anyways? We've created for you access to over 503 episodes of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, and tools so that we can all develop our um, life relationships, our peace, our tranquility, and even our harmony. Cool. I know, right? So Suzanne, who's with us, what is peace to you? That's a big question when you think about it. I think there's peace in terms of we have peace in the country. So law and order. I think there's internal peace. I know for me, that's the most important when I feel calm and still and tranquil on the inside. Mm. And I think there's peace between relationships, between people, when there's ease and flow in how you be with each other. So peace can be all these different things. Hmm. So it's kind of like you're at you're at peace with yourself. Your your inner your inner body reflects your outer, or vice versa. Yeah, it's like you're not in conflict. Yes, I and I and I think I think peace is something that I can only give myself. Now oh. there is again another time you want to get your pen out if you're not driving. So and peace is something down. that yeah. you can only give yourself. Mm-hmm. So in other words, Yetta or Ken. Being with Yetta and Ken, I can't say, well, you, I want peace and, and I look to you to have it. I think I, it's, a, it's me doing my inner work to create a state of peace, a way of being that's peaceful within me. I can't get it from being with someone else, I don't think. Except maybe Jesus, because Jesus said, my peace I leave with you. Uh, Although you can still lose that peace if you don't stay connected. Yeah, and I think that is actually the inner work. When to the inner work is my connection and my relationship with Jesus, a higher power that grounds and centers me. So for me, peace and faith kind of go together. Okay, so can you be at peace when, say, the world is falling apart around you or you're... Um, 
you know, maybe something's going wrong with your health or someone in your family's health or, mm-hmm. you know, financial situations happening or, yeah, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, the world impact, the market impact to the business you started. It might be expanding it to the point where you're stressed to try and meet people's mm-hmm. demands or expectations. Or it might be the reverse where the market shifts have caused your business to to fail. Mm-hmm. To, to. Can you keep peace in those times? You can. However, it is it is conscious. It's a it's a effort. So for me, it is my learning of peace is to learn to surrender to what to what I cannot control. So what I cannot control, I, I hand over to God. I put it in in God's hands. And what it allows for is that I can work on what I can do in, in if I would say, in the natural here on earth. Mm-hmm. And the things that I can't control, I surrender it. And, and I have faith that what is, what is meant to be will be. What is for me will occur. So, what I'm supposed to learn will happen. Mm. Well, the thought that comes to my mind as you're saying that is peace isn't something we can fabricate. Like we can't really make it except by choosing to surrender, peace comes upon us. Uh, oh, that's okay. That was worth writing down. Nice. I like that. Because for me, like I, before accepting Christ in my life, I was very angry. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I was angry. I did. Well, you knew because you took the <laughs> brunt of most of it. But there was stress in my life. There was anger in my life. And anger was really the only emotion that I had ease in expressing. Yeah. And what happened was there became a peace in my life. And there was a time uh, where my mother passed away. And I, I had been a believer for, hmm, I don't know how long. Maybe 18 a, months. 18 months. I was mm-hmm. going to say a year, year and a half. And... I had such a peace and I know that people were praying for me and my family and, you know, the pastor came down to support or gave me instructions on what to say even before my mother passed away. And and I had such a peace that I actually felt guilty Mm. because I thought, why do I have such an inner peace when I should be feeling all the emotions of grief and anger and frustration? My mother died fairly young at age 64. Mm -hmm which uh, was too young. You know, I, I think it is, I know for me, that peace comes when one is, I accept what I cannot control. And, and two is that I, I allow for emotion to, to move through me. And so it, it is it is almost like I think when I'm not at peace it's because I'm trying to control the situation I'm trying to control my emotions I'm trying to control the outcome and, and that to is, control the other person and, tra- <laughs> and and that is the most frustrating and anger creating situation because right. you we can't control that which we can't control right however when I give up my need to control what's outside of me and I accept what I cannot control. It's almost like that ugh, that's in me dissipates. And I have this mm-hmm. place of 
peace. And I think, I think I accept what is. And I, and I hear you saying when my mother was passing, I came to this place where I accepted what is. And, but I think society teaches us that to accept what is, is to not fight, is to be, to be weak. Like when I talk about sitting in acceptance, people think it's like giving up. It's not giving it's up. Not. There's still a lot of effort that takes place within. Oh. Like the word that kept coming mm. to my mind as we were chatting was effort. Oh. There is still an effort involved in allowing ourselves to surrender to what is yeah. and still do the thing and put the effort in where we can. Yeah. And you know what? I thought of the two-sided coin because you talked about uh, not working at things that you can't control. The other side of that coin is doing what you can control. Absolutely. And, you know, like now I sleep really well at night because I know pretty much, you know, sometimes I, yet I will say I, I take too much time off. But <laughs> the... I know that I've I've done my list the night before. I've worked on. I thought of what what am I going to accomplish mm-hmm. tomorrow? That I lines get up, with your purpose. Yes, and I get up and I've got people to serve, things to do, a couple things on my task list, but and some space to support those that come into my life yeah. on the spur of the moment yeah. during the day. Yeah. And you missed a really important piece in your list of what you do. Okay. Because every morning, I know that what the three of us do, and we've done it together many times, which has brought so much joy and peace and calm to us, is we start the day in surrender. Absolutely. We start the day in prayer. Mm. We start the day in peace and praise and acknowledgement of how God leads us and directs us. Mm -hmm. And And I think what you're speaking to is that peace is a habit. It is, you know, peace is a habit. Like anything... I require to, or I have a desire to master, it at first is a habit. It is a habit. Hmm. You know what Francis of Assisi said? Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Mm-hmm. You know, some people say to me, oh, let's go fight. Let's do this. And I go, no, no, I'm a lover, not a fighter. I've got joy, joy, joy down in my heart to stay. (laughs) (laughs) So we've enjoyed for over 30 years coming alongside you, not only being an advocate for you in relation to real estate, but also in the area of faith and vitality and even strengthening, healing and flourishing in our relationships. 30 years of really making the best out of what we've got. Yeah. So I've got joy down in my heart. Me too. Me three. (laughs) (laughs) And it's joy is such a good thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you know, sometimes I think about joy as the antidote for unhappiness because people come sometimes interchange joy and happiness. Oh, they're two different things. Talk to me about that. I knew you were going to say that. Because that's what we're going to learn in this episode (laughs) and how to get the joy, even when circumstances may not be so joyful. Yeah, absolutely. So happiness is an external thing. So something something must happen. Like can't go buy me a new dress. And you'll be happy. Right. I'd be happy. Right. As There's no joy in it. fits and it's the right color and the right shape and, and if, it's and not this, revealing and it's... Uh, right. Uh, and if know. all the external things 
don't go the way you wanted to. Like it's she, too tight over my belly. She's not, she not so happy. No. She's not so happy. And you're not so happy. No, mama's not happy. Nobody's happy. That's not even true. If you're not happy, I'm not happy either. Well, okay, so both of you, you are happy. You can say that then. If, if, if Papa's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're demonstrating <laughs> is that happiness is an external thing. Yeah. Evidence. Right here. One, right, right here. here. Thank yeah. you. Joy, however, is an internal thing. And the interesting thing about joy is it's not determined by anything external. It is a way we choose to be no matter what is going on. Mm. So, so what you're saying is someone can't take away your joy or your attitude. The only person I believe that can mess with my joy is me. Yeah, because I was going to say there is somebody that can. Yeah, Because I've messed with my joy more than once. Oh, I have too. Have you, have you ever messed with your joy, Ken? Um, yes, frequently. Frequently. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then sometimes I think, because that's where the, the mind goes, okay, I don't have joy. It blames my circumstances, not my thinking. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, okay, so that that's one of those things that, again, if you're not driving, you'll want to write it down. I start to blame my mm. circumstance not and mm. not my choice right? or my awareness of the choices I'm making, right? I start blaming the external things mm-hmm. and it's got nothing to do with that. No, because joy is determined by how I choose to perceive my circumstances. Mm-hmm. How joy. I choose to perceive my circumstances, circumstances. determines my, my level jo- of joy. joy. So, right. So now it's sounding like there's steps or th- processes or things we can do. Absolutely. To increase our joy or protect our joy. Absolutely. Or receive joy in the first place. Yes. So, so for me, what I've learned is that my joy is determined by what I focus on. Right. Which we've been talking, talking about. about. What we focus on, we think about. And, and well, as and we you think just about it, it, we bring it about. And- so you, you just broke it down. So. It's determined on what I focus on. So if I focus on things that don't make me feel good, then it, I'm allowing my focus to steal my joy. Mm. My focus affects what I think. My thinking affects my emotion, how I feel. And then my emotions affect what I say to myself mm. and what I say to the world. Is it okay if I get a little real here? Go ahead. Oh, so, go for it. Well, you're not going to wait for me to answer the question? No. Fair enough. Get real. Because it's about you. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. So, okay. So this happens way too often, as you know. And I know that many people are rooting for Ken when he does it. And that's okay. Because it works. Go All ahead. Right. So I'm nervous, though. Yeah, I know. I know. It's I'm, okay. I'm it's nervous. Okay. It's not about me. It's, it's all good. <laughs> it's because I, I'm a critical thinker. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I'm, uh, tend to be... A problem um, solver. Correct, compliant, a problem solver. And so my brain is looking for things that are wrong, things mm-hmm. that need to be fixed, things that could be better, things that could be shifted. And things could be done the way that you want them done. Yeah, because I'm a particular brain, right? So mm-hmm. if it's not being done my way, then it's not being done the right, right way. Ooh. Ooh, and that's not truth. That's just my right. perception, my belief struggle that I'm working on removing. Got it. So, when it comes to Yetta, many times I'll point out little things that 
could be better mm-hmm. or wrong. From your perspective. From my perspective, which you think, oh, yeah, I've been doing this for, I'm not even going to say the years because I'll get me in trouble. No, you won't. And 50 been, years. I'm oh, older 50, than that, 50, but I've been okay. doing the things, doing the for, things 50, for 50 years. Because I wasn't and doing them when I was And here and alive and good. So, um, when You're I doing pick, it my way. So what happens is, as I pick on the little things, suddenly... Well, suddenly, it's over time, but it feels like it's suddenly, suddenly I may not be as happy or joyful about my relationship with Yetta because I'm always focusing on the little picky things that, and she's not so happy because she thinks I don't even like her because I keep talking about all these little things. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I switch that, and that's one thing we're working on, I'm working on diligently. I think we all work on that, Ken. Find the good things that she's done. Notice when you know the sink was wiped out or the floor was mopped or whatever it is. Like the, just acknowledge that and say, "Hey, way to go, honey!" Rather than say, "Hey, you left the mop in the pail and it's getting musty." Like you know, <laughs> she didn't do that, by the way. But it's <laughs> just an example of you know, absolutely. And and so what you're saying is, joy is where I focus. Right, where I train myself to focus. Mm. And there's a distinction between growth and focus, right? So I can I can look at something and go, what am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to receive from this? What am I supposed to get from it? And that helps with joy. And that brings me joy. Or I can look at something and criticize it, and that doesn't bring me joy. Mm. So it really is, I, th- I think it is, Am I looking for the blessing, the good, the learn, the the opportunity yeah. to change, grow in this thing that I'm looking at is what feeds my joy. Right. So I call it like looking for the silver lining. Absolutely. And, and when I, you know, some people say, oh, you're an optimist or you're, you always look on the bright side of things or that creates more joy. Like understanding that thankfulness, thankfulness also increases joy when, mm-hmm. you know, at night I go to bed and I thank the Lord for multiple things. I thank Yetta for things she's done. I thank people that have come into my life during the day. Yeah. You know? And then an attitude of praise, yeah. just being in that state of praise and surrender. We were talking about that already, and yet surrendering and knowing that you can receive wholeheartedly those things even that aren't easy, mm-hmm. and there's a joy that comes with that. Well, it's being thankful for even the challenge, the the difficulty, because in the middle of the difficulty, if I take it with gratitude, I know I'm going to learn something. I'm going to I'm going to see the blessing. I'm going to get the gift, mm. and it elevates me. So joy is in our gratitude for whatever is before right. us. Right, and your circumstance is temporary. Whether it's a good circumstance or a poor circumstance, (laughs) it might be temporary. And that's important to know. Yeah. So these were things that you may already have been doing, or maybe you can share with us. Send us an email or post it or share and comment. What are the things that you step into to bring more joy into your life? Because when we learn from each other, that actually brings a lot of joy into each other's life. And Carlos Santana. (laughs) Yeah, get that right. He said, if you carry joy in your heart, you can heal any moment. What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for our listeners and for these two lovely ladies sitting on either side of me. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.